The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, it's a privilege to be with you today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms because we need to focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world, even when the rest of the world forgets to remind you of how important it is, uh, what you're doing, your purpose. Okay, so I think I can promise that this is going to be a wonderful show. It could change your life and your perspective. We book a lot of good guests on Channel Mom, but this man truly is one of my favorites. He's featured in the new groundbreaking film called After Death, but you probably knew him before this film. He is Don Piper, the famous author of 90 Minutes in Heaven. He has such incredible stories of heaven, hope, purpose here on earth, and God's love for you and your whole family. So stick around to be hugely inspired and encouraged with Don Piper coming up on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. I really hope that as a mother, you will be blessed today. You will be reminded of how important you are and your job is, but how important you and your children and your spouse, if you've got one, is um, to the God of the universe. And I, I'm just so excited to share the content of the show to, you, to with you today. But first, a welcome to our friends from across the country who listen to Channel Mom and various radio markets nationwide. And also welcome to our podcast listeners. You know, be sure to find our podcast and share it if you think it would be a blessing to another mom or grandmother that you know. We're on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Now on YouTube as well. Welcome to our YouTube listeners. And um, finally, check out the folks at youhavealternatives.org. They do such incredible work. They don't come from a place of judgment, but from a place of love. And and man, have they got some incredible stories to tell about the mothers and, and the 
husbands and the boyfriends and the babies that they have helped. So um, I, I hope you'll check them out at youhavealternatives.org. All right, here we go. Oh, I've, I've been excited for this show for weeks. And, and I actually interviewed Don when I was um, working for somebody else's show a couple of months back on, on uh, Crosswalk right here on 94.7 The Word in Denver. So it's from the studio that brought you the uber popular series The Chosen and the movie Sound of Freedom. It's a brand new film that I, well, I've got written, I've been dying to share with you, but not quite dying to share with you. I, I really want to share it with you. It's Angel Studios' newest project called After Death. It released in theaters nationwide on October 27th, and the name After Death sounds kind of morbid, but it's not a morbid film at all. The film explores the spiritual and scientific dimensions of what happens after we die. It shares the near-death experiences of doctors, scientists, and uh, the film also features New York Times best-selling authors of Imagine Heaven, love John Burke, uh, to Heaven and Back, and also the number one New York Times best-selling author of 90 Minutes in Heaven, that particular book remained on the New York Times bestseller list for almost four years. But I thought I would let Don Piper introduce himself because he can do a better job than I can. I found a little clip in the trailer for the film After Death where Don explains in a nutshell who he is, what happened to him, and why he's in the film After Death. I'm Don Piper, and I died on January 18th, 1989. A semi-truck crossed into oncoming traffic in the rain and crashed into me, killing me. Since 2001, the number of people who doubt the existence of life after death has almost doubled. But our film, After Death, can help change that. Together we can spread the message of hope that there is life after death. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Welcome to Channel Mom, Don Piper. I am the dead guy. That's I was introduced that way one time. Here he is, the dead guy. So <laughs> I, I'm still here. We're very much alive. Um, yes. And I'm uh, and we're on. We, we are live. So yes. I'm honored to be here. Thank it's you. It's a great privilege. Thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you, Don. I appreciate that compliment from you. Um, so so let me start with this. Many people have heard your story either from reading your book or watching the film about your book. Isn't there a, book, a film called 90 Minutes in Heaven? Yes, 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 with um, Greg Kinnear, right? Greg Kinnear, I think. Um, no, no, it is Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Oh, that's and, right. That, uh, Greg Kinnear is in Boswell. Heaven is Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's right. He was, in, he was in Heaven is Real. Yeah. Uh, so so they either they've heard about you from your book or from the film or from your many appearances on TV and radio, including the Today Show, ABC News, Fox News, 700 Club. But But those appearances aren't what matter the most. It's what you experience. When you died in, in that horrific car crash in 1989, you were dead. People at the scene of the accident could not find your pulse. So anybody who wants to deny that you were dead, your, your pulse could not be found. Um, a pastor who was on the highway behind you felt called to, to by God to pray over your dead body. And I think yes. he did it for, for close to 90 minutes. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. The accident happened at 1145 on this bridge. And uh, at 130, he was uh, praying uh, over the dead body, uh, under the, a tarp in the car, yeah. and singing an old hymn, and I started singing it with him. Amen. And that's what I was about to say. Um, others were praying after that hour and a half that you just mentioned. As the pastor prayed over your lifeless body, you began to sing with him. So I yeah. want to ask, I, this is a question I would often say for the end of the interview, 
But if you had a, a 30 second, well, let's say a minute ride in an elevator with somebody, what is the most important thing that you would want to translate from being dead, from seeing what you saw of heaven and then coming back to life in that one minute? What is most profound that you would know that you had to share with somebody if you only had a minute? We're only one breath away from what happens next. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. And the death ray here is 100%. Right. So you have to be ready for what happens next because something is going to happen next. I, I went to heaven because I was prepared to go to heaven that day. I just wasn't planning to die. And you won't be either. So you got to be ready. And I believe that hell is just as real as heaven. So uh, I believe Jesus is the way. I went to heaven because I was ready to go to heaven. And Jesus allowed me to be ready to go to heaven because I made him my savior. He saved me from hell. So heaven's a real place, and I believe Jesus is the way. Yeah, amen. That's the minute. That's the elevator ride. And it's, I just, I I know that you have this calling to share that with everybody before you do end up staying in heaven this time. Um, Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. And, and, And here's the thing. You know, they, they as we get sanctified, for those of us who believe in Jesus and, and, and God causes us to become more and more like Jesus, um, if, if we're wanting to do that and interested and willing to sacrifice, you went through that suffering that they say we go through with Christ. You had 13 excruciating months of in, in your hospitalization, 34 major sur- surgeries, and now you're in this film after death telling people about your experience. Um, part of what you express, I think, in the film is that when you left and, and you went to heaven, you didn't want to come back. And then when you came back, you suffered from depression and you didn't want to be here. Can you explain that? Yeah, I, I, I certainly can, because it was, you know, it was unexpected to die that day. It was certainly unexpected to come back and live in a hospital bed for, for many months and have ex- even experimental surgeries that were... Uh, groundbreaking, but at the same moment, uh, unbelievably uh, difficult and and uh, painful. And and I saw heaven and had it taken away from me. So I laid there in the bed, you know, week after week, month after month, and asking God, why did he let me see heaven and take it away from me? So I really fell into a, an enormous depression. And, it, and some of it was my fault because I didn't tell people why. I was depressed, uh, oh. mostly because uh, of, of having been in heaven and now being in that condition in a hospital bed. So I, I spiraled down until I just pleaded with God to send somebody to help me understand. And he basically said to me, get over your pity party. You are going to be the one that helps other people understand and stop shaking your fist at me and reach out to other people. And that was the first day of the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like helping other people and getting yeah. over ourselves to to, right. to be focused on the right things. Um, so I want to move back to the movie. Um, we're going to play a little clip from the trailer. Um, it, Jim, it's the first one I had you cut. Just just to bring people back to, to the message of the movie, and I kind of want you to say what you think is most important about the scientific and, and, and medical testimonies that we hear in this movie and, and what it can do for people. But first, here's a little clip from the trailer. I found myself above the crash site. And while I'm processing what I'm looking at, I can see a pilot, and this is me. No two near-death experiences are the same. Out of nowhere, 
a trailer truck hit me head on. But they typically occur in a very consistent process. We began to go down the river and my boat became pinned. I was drowning. The first thing that happens is called an out-of-body experience. And they come to a place of exquisite beauty. They very commonly see a light. Deceased relatives come to meet them. The first person I saw was my grandfather. And that was you, right? You're the, the first person you saw uh, was your grandfather? Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, Papa. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I call my dad Papa. Um <sighs> You know, I'm so grateful for you and John Burke because I, I do have a family that mostly doesn't believe in heaven. My children do, um, but, but but most of my family doesn't follow the Bible and doesn't believe there's a heaven and a hell. And so people like you have come alongside me in your books and in your testimonies to say, hey, Jenny, God has told us the truth and, and um, Jesus is the way. And he, he does make a path for us by having died for all that has ever gone wrong and all of our sin to, to go to heaven. And so I'm, I'm, thank you for being that person in my life. I'm thankful to John Burke as well, who's also featured in this movie and wrote the book Imagine Heaven. Yes. Yes. Um, let's talk about the movie and the near-death experiences um, because many people have had them. I think maybe they're increasing or at least the exposure of them is increasing. And, and I, Yes. You know? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I think... God's up to something. He wants us to know it's going to happen and we need to be ready. And, and this is the reason that we need to turn to Christ, et cetera. So, so tell me, why do you think people don't accept the near death experience testimonials? It, they're hard to believe. I don't think I would have believed it had it not happened to me. Um, I was a skeptic, not about the reality of heaven before this happened to me. I mean, I was on my way to church to teach a Bible study when it did happen. Yeah. So uh, you better be ready all the time. If you're on the way to church and get <laughs> run over by a truck, you better be ready. So yeah. I, I, I was a believer, and um, but I, I didn't necessarily believe that there could be near-death experiences or after-death experiences that you could come back and talk about. And then I got hit by a truck. So the people in the movie... Have all had those experiences, whether they died on an operating table, or they were drowned in a kayak accident, or in a plane crash, or in my case, a car wreck. Uh, there's even a young man in the in, in the movie who uh, committed suicide yeah. and uh, uh, had a hell experience. So, but but be aware if you go see the movie, you're not just going to see uh, near death experiences. Uh, you're going to see. You're going to hear from scientists. You're going to hear from doctors. You're going to hear from uh, psychologists, people who've made this a lifetime study, and uh, their uh, their evidence uh, that there is life after death, and uh, they went into it with a very skeptical notion as well. So uh, the wonderful thing about the movie is that we want people walking out of the movie thinking, wow, I have something to think about now. I, I really hadn't given this much thought. And I'm not even sure I believed in it, but the evidence that was presented in this movie by eyewitnesses and in many cases scientists uh, bears thought. I I need to work my way through this, and that's that's what we want people to do. We want people to know to know that heaven is real and that and hell is real, yeah. and that you are going to have to decide where you're going to spend eternity. Yeah, we're going to get to the hell piece here in a minute. Um, and, and it's a big piece. I don't mean to just say that in a cavalier fashion. Um, I'm just going to ask you a big, bold question for anybody that's not sure right now. Do you know for sure that there's a heaven just as Jesus tells us in the Bible? 
Well, actually, you know, the words of the Bible uh, were inspired by God, but they were written by by people, humans. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and there are several uh, apologies in the Bible for them not being adequate to describe what it is they're talking about. <laughs> how, do you, how do you describe a heavenly place with earthly words? There are no earthly words that do it justice. So, yes, it is real. Uh, they're not making it up. Uh, I didn't, I'm not making it up. I saw it. Yeah. And I talk to people all the time uh, who have seen it also, and, and they will lean over at a table and say, I've never told anybody this before, but I had an experience like this too. Mm-hmm. So I think there are, there are legions of people out there who have had the experience, but they, you know, for, for very personal reasons, uh, have kind of kept it to themselves. So it is a real place. Uh, that's what Jesus said when he left. I go to prepare a place for yeah. you. And he meant that. It's a real place, and uh, it, you'll be with God. That's the best thing about the place. Sure, it has golden streets, and it has um, a magnificent gate of pearl. It has all those things that we're told it has, but so much more than that. And the best thing is you're with God forever. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Yes, amen. And and he solves it all for us. So, so the, as you said, there are skeptical Medical professionals, there are skeptical scientists, skeptical, uh, you know, psychologists, people that participate in this movie and talk about how they slowly turn from skeptic to believer that that near death experiences prove the existence of heaven and and the God of the Bible, frankly. Um, There are also tales uh, from folks who died who went to hell. Tell, Tell us about that. Well, the difference is when somebody uh, has told me about those kinds of experiences before is the heaven people do it with tears in their eyes and excitement and uh, and real great emotion. The people in hell uh, who've had those kind of experiences will approach me and they'll they'll be hesitant. Uh, and then finally they'll break through and begin to talk about it and they'll grab my arm and say, when you talk about heaven, tell people hell is just as real as heaven and I've seen it. And and they relate unspeakable horror and night nightmares and all sorts of things associated with it. In the movie, we have several of those people, a couple of which I have known for um, probably 20 years, uh, Howard Storm among them. Um, it's just very powerful, graphic, emotional descriptions of what hell is like, and you do not want to go there. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they're talking about is hell. It's It's just... It's just hideous, and it's eternal. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Awful. Yeah. For, for people who have accepted Christ, and, and sometimes like me, frankly, I've accepted, I'm not sometimes accepting Christ. I've always accepted Christ here in the last 23 years of my life. But um, for, for those of us who sometimes are still afraid to die, and that includes myself, what, what do you say? Well, I, I, we're always fearful of the unknown. Um, I mean, as, as a child, you know, you, you venture out and and then you look around. I mean, you could see how the fear in children sometimes when they're you're even trying to encourage them to do something they've never done before. So that's that's part of our nature, uh, and we and it's a it's a good part of our nature. We there are places we shouldn't go and things we shouldn't do. We're yeah. fearful, yeah. Uh, mostly of the unknown, but uh, we can know about this. It, it, we're told about it. God has told us about it. 
of both places, heaven and hell. So from a very realistic standpoint, we, we can be ready for this, and he wants us to know about it, and he's told us about it, and yet, yet we haven't experienced it yet, so it makes it a little difficult for us to wrap our brains around. Of course it is. Yeah. Absolutely it is. But we, we have some evidence, uh, and that's what this movie is about. Yeah. We have evidence now of people who said, you know, life continues after you die. We have scientific evidence of this. And for those of us who had these kinds of experiences, we know that. That now is our reality. To be honest, this doesn't seem real anymore, this life we're living here, because we know how temporary and fleeting and fragile it is. That's our reality. We know what happens next, and most of us are anxious to get back there, but we know we've been brought back here, so we're going to do everything we can to try to get people into heaven yeah. and help them have a better trip on the way. Because you know that, that death is not to be feared if that's what's waiting and you know it's waiting. True. So um, I also love that you say that it's indescribable because that's truthful and, and you, you want to be truthful. I, I was looking at First Timothy 6.16 today and it says kind of what you're saying, that, that God is the one who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light whom yeah. no man has seen or can see. So that unapproachable light kind of hints at what you're saying. We, we can't describe it. It's, un, it's unapproachable. It's no. unfathomable. And, and so I love no. that, that you go there, and that you're so reassuring. You've reassured me personally. And now I want to talk about one more thing. And then we, we've only got about five minutes left, and we want to tell folks how to find the film after death, which, we're, which you're in. Um, the purpose thing. So you came back, you, you were depressed because you got to see heaven. You didn't really want to be back here where it's not as nearly as wonderful as heaven. Um, no. you, you kind of had a moment where God said, stop, stop this. You need, you've got people to help me save and, and to yeah. talk to about this experience. Um, I, I, I want to talk about purpose in, in this context. I think a lot of people, um, are saying, yeah, 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 heaven, heaven's, a, a, you know, it's wonderful you had a heaven experience, but you're, you would go one step further and say, it's not just about the heaven experience. It's me wanting to tell you that you've got a purpose here on earth. And yeah. I think a lot of people get discouraged by life and especially right now with what's going on in Israel, what's, what, what's going on in America, just all the yuck. You yeah. recently lost your precious daughter. Happened to be on my birthday when she was only in her 40s and she left two precious babies and a husband behind, you know, and her kids are young. And and that must seem just um, without an answer. And, 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 you know, what's the reason behind all that? But I know above and beyond all of our awful circumstances, all of the things that we doubt, all of the things that we worry about, the ways in which we fear the, the ultimate death, you would say, ah, ah, ah back up. My experience of heaven would tell you that no matter what's happened to you, no matter how bad the circumstances are, especially as a, as a dad who lost his daughter, you've got something to do while you're here. So will you talk about that? You know, everybody who greeted me at the gates of heaven, and there were many of them, uh, I, I, I tried to, to, to figure out why those particular people came outside the gate to receive me when I arrived. And, and in retrospect, they all had something to do with my being there. They took me to church when nobody else would. They gave me a Bible when I didn't have one. Uh -huh. They told me about Christ one-on-one. Um, uh, -on -one. uh, and so in a very real sense, um, everybody from my next-door neighbor to my friends from school that were killed, um, they had a role in my life. I think we're here to help everyone else get there. Uh -huh. And we have much work to do. Um, and if I needed any motivation, 
and I don't know whether I really needed it or not. I got it when I was there, which is I I have much work to do, and I will continue to do it until I take my last breath here, and, and that is to try to help people get into heaven, but also to help them have a better life on the way, whether they've lost a loved one, and we, and we always do if we live long enough, um, including even our own children, which is just not the natural order of things. But I knew she was a gift when God handed her to me, yeah. um, and 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 she didn't. I, I, she was mine, but in in a very real sense, she was his. He just loaned her to me, and we're all loaned to each other. We and, know we don't get to stay. Yeah, and now she's back with with the she's one who's having the best time. But yeah, that's true. You know she's that. You, you know that personally. Yeah. All right, Don. We have to close. So, how do people find you in the movie? Well, they could find me by just uh, 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 addressing me at, at donpiperministries.com. Uh, and the movie is uh, as After Death. Uh, you could even get tickets at After Death slash tickets. And um, so it's very accessible. It's okay. playing everywhere, 2,700 theaters right awesome. now, coast to coast, and it's doing exceptionally well, which means there's a hunger for knowledge of what happens after we leave here. Yeah, praise God. Thank you, Don. I, I so appreciate you and, and my best to your family. I, I thank you for what you do as well. Okay, take care, dear. All right, so this is where I thank you for all you do as a mom. You're having an eternal impact as you love your children and raise your children and point your children to God. You are making a huge difference on the planet. Keep it up. God bless you. Hello to my family. Have a beautiful weekend, you guys. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom. radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement would you consider supporting us in order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground we need help from listeners like you you can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page new monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail while research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together channel mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family we depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.